Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with John Dante and the Inferno. On August 4th, John Dante and the Inferno set the stage ablaze. And here is my interview with John. Hello, John. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good today. Thanks for having me on. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me. Can you hear me? I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you if you could speak on your experience at Tiki Stick this year. Yeah, Tiki Stick was a really cool event. Um, We played early on Friday. We were one of the first bands to get things fired up. So it was a little bit early. It was a hot Friday afternoon. But we had a great sound system, and uh, we had a small little crowd there that sort of gathered up to check out what we were doing. We got a lot of cool photos from the event, too. I wanted to ask you, this is not the first time you've been at Tiki Stick. I wanted to ask you, what does the event mean? What meaning does the event have for you? I like it because it's a good chance to see a lot of the metal musicians from around the Northeast Ohio area and a lot of the different rock and uh, hybrid musicians from the area. So I think it's a get-together, really, for that type of of scene. And uh, I get to see a lot of bands there that we don't do shows with other times of the year. I know I think uh, Dirt Nap was there, and there's some friends of mine. And I haven't done a show with those guys in a while. So it's really like, a, you know, a good gathering spot and a get-together for, you know, the alternative music scene in Northeast Ohio. And you add some new material to your set. I wanted to ask if you could speak on the songs. Yeah, we have some new songs. Uh, I wrote a couple songs over the fall last year, and I recorded them, and they're currently released on our Patreon page. And that's uh, what we sort of debuted at the festival. We have a song called uh, Don't Tell Me What to Do, which we debuted, and a song called uh, She's a Rainbow, which we did, which has a really cool jam session uh, sort of opportunity in it there. Um and then we have another new song called When I Call Home, Nobody Answers. And we debuted all those uh, sort of new songs, which was one of the first times we got to play those for everybody. So that was pretty cool. And uh, what's in the works for the group? Uh, what's the plans for the future? Well, we've got Rocks Fest coming up next week. Um, Rocks Fest happens in Ohio. It's in uh, Northeast Ohio. It's a good show. It's one that you definitely need to check out if you guys are in the area. Um, it's called Rocks Fest. Um, tickets are available now. So we got that one coming up on my birthday, August 18th. And then on the 19th, we're actually going to Nelson's Ledges Quarry Park. Um, we play an event called the Water Polo Tournament. It's been happening every year for, I think, a little more than five years now. Um, and there's people that come in all over. It's like an international water polo tournament. Uh, that happens in the Nelson's Ledges Quarry Lake, and they have a dinner Saturday night, and the, you know they announce the winners of the tournament, and they have our band come out to play, and we've been doing that every year since it happened. Um, so you know, Rocks Fest and the Nelson's Ledges Water Polo Tournament are two events that we've been doing for years that happen around this time in August every year. I wanted to ask you personally about your musical journey. At what age did you begin? Um, pretty young. I've always been playing guitar since almost as long as I can remember. Um, my dad taught me how to play some acoustic and that was when I was like young, like eight or nine years old. Maybe when I was around 12 or 13, I bought my first electric guitar. 
and it's and, all uh, been it's been a lot from there. I've traveled to a lot of places. I've been to uh, Hollywood and Nashville, and sort of tried to pick up and you know soak in the styles and the, the music from all over the country. And I wanted to ask you, uh, how did uh, it become a fruition that you knew that this is what you wanted to do, play live? Well, I guess it was always, I was inspired by a lot of rock bands that I listened to, like ACDC and Guns N' Roses, groups like that, that had an amazing live show. And it's all about the expression, really, for me. I think it's different when you're practicing or writing in the studio than when you're on stage live. You know, you sort of, the audience and the stage and all the volume and everything, it sort of draws a different sort of performance out. And I think that uh, my guitar style is really a lot influenced by live performances. Um, even people like Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin, you know, stuff that was just sort of like loud and rock and roll that was really absorbed well in a live environment. And it was a lot of those early classic rock bands that sort of got me into the idea of a live show and uh, I always sort of wanted to try it out for myself and I sort of developed a style around you know performing live and, and improvising yeah I think your your improvising on stage definitely stands out it definitely shows that you have a great uh, roots of blues and almost a jazz background yeah a lot of blues and rock um, and then maybe a little bit of jazz but only because it's sort of progressive or fusiony um or just really original you know i was inspired by guitar players like dean ween and carlos santana and omar rodriguez from the mars volta um jerry garcia even you know uh warren haynes people that had that really uh bluesy you know sort of original sound even like dickie betts from the almond brothers so there's a lot of different uh styles that sort of blend in there and along that musical journey what would you say has been the best advice that has been given to you along the way um it, you know what in this sort of music industry you have to ask for things it's not always just handed to you a lot of times you know gigs come down the pipeline and it's something that you've done before or something that you haven't expected but there's just as many other times where you have to reach out yourself and try and uh, secure the gigs or try and secure the bookings. You know what I mean? And, and in a lot of ways, you know, you have to you have to ask if you want things to go your way. So you have to be really progressive about getting out there and finding new gigs and making new connections, you know, because not every show is one that you've done for years and years. You know, sometimes you right. have to find new shows and new venues and that was one of the best pieces of advice I got early on about trying to get on stage, you know, perform live is, is sometimes you got to put yourself out there and book it. And also along your journey, what would you say has been the proudest moment you've had as an artist? Um, wow. That one's a tough question. Um, I was really happy with myself when I uh, got on stage in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I went down there couple of years back though it's been almost two years now and uh i released a country ep which was sort of about my experience down in nashville but getting on stage down there and doing some paid performances for people was sort of a proud moment because you know nashville tennessee is sort of a hot spot for music and it's always you know part of someone's dream to maybe go down there and play on stage and 
you know, maybe get paid to do some music. So and I want, I wanted yeah. to ask you as well, um, what is your take on the future of the industry? How do you see it progressing in the future? Well, I know that there's a lot of talk around streaming and streaming royalties and what people are going to get from that. In the larger music industry, it's tough to say because hard rock and you know heavy metal performances aren't the most popular. You have bands out there. I think Metallica is still touring and Guns N' Roses are still doing stadium shows. But there's not a lot of young you know, rock and metal groups that are really making a splash in the industry. So I hope, you know, that we see more of that in the future, that we end up getting uh, more rock and metal groups into the music industry, and it sort of opens it up for, you know, guitar-oriented music, because there seems to be a bit of a, um, a lag in that style of music in the music industry lately. And one thing I noticed a lot of is uh, bands releasing EPs instead of full-length uh, recordings to keep the name of the band out there. Instead of doing one album and going a year, um, releasing an EP every six months. I'm starting to see that trend. Yeah, I, I was sort of am in between what I want to do when I'm releasing stuff. We did release an EP last year. It was a different style of music. It was a country EP. Um, and then I released some singles in between there. So it is good to do some releases to keep your name out there and, and keep yourself active. But we are working on putting together a full album still. I think it just takes a lot more time to get a full album put together, and it's a lot more expensive. And I think bands get excited you know, to release their new material, and they want to sort of try things out. And it's a little bit easier to try out new ideas in an EP format where you're writing less songs and releasing less than to try out new ideas in an album format. Um, you know, just, I think from like a cost and a time standpoint, it's, it's a little bit easier to get EPs out. Um, but I still like the idea of full albums and I'm still working on releasing stuff. All my last set of releases in the past um, year or so have come out through Patreon. So I'm trying to sort of collect all my different releases into an album, but I'm noticing that the, the styles in between the different songs vary pretty greatly, you know, and it doesn't have maybe the cohesive feel that an album has. And I think that's, you know, another part of it too is, is it's tough getting out, you know, 12 or eight or 10 songs and getting them all to feel, you know, like one album. So I think artists are really trying out new ideas and trying to figure out what their fans like and what works. And that's why I think we're seeing more EPs. And I also wanted to ask you, in your spare time, do you have any hobbies beyond music that you enjoy? I like to go disc golfing, and I like to ride my mountain bike. Um, so those are two hobbies that I have. I like being outdoors. Um, there's a disc golf course close to my house, which I go out to. I throw some discs and try and get some baskets. So that's fun. Um, and I like riding my bike. I have a mountain bike that I've had for a handful of years. I've done some upgrades on it. And I like to go trail riding and stuff like that. And I also wanted to ask you, have you ever uh, considered the idea of doing an instrumental album? Most definitely. I've definitely considered um, all sorts of stuff like an ambient album or an all instrumental album. It is fun to have lyrics for people to relate to. So 
I don't know if we'd ever go for a full instrumental album or not, but it's been something that we've definitely kicked around. We usually release um, instrumental songs on our albums. Um, this next collection of songs that I'm putting together has more instrumentals on it than usual um, because that's just sort of been the direction that we've been taking in the last year. So it's definitely been thoughts of putting together an instrumental album, but it's a different sort of process. It's a different songwriting process. So I don't know if I'm fully comfortable with doing an entire album without lyrics yet. <laughs> and uh, what's the best way to get merchandise from you and to get a cop a physical copy of your EP and um, any other material you have? Yeah, we have all of our um, albums are available on CD. Um, we have three albums, Truth, Lies, and the Live in Studio Sessions that are available on CD. And you can get those from our official um, Inferno Productions Reverb shop, um, which is reverb.com. And if you go to our website, uh, inferno.com, there's a link for the shop. And I think the albums are 10 bucks with free shipping. I think that's what we have them selling for. And you can get the physical copies there. We have quite a few copies left because we always print physical CDs when we do a full album, and it's nice to have those on hand. And so, lastly, yeah. I, lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give any message to your fans. What would that message be? I would just want to say thank you for thank you for listening, and thank you guys for supporting. Um, thank you for listening because. We put a lot of time and energy and effort into making and recording and releasing music and performing live. And, you know, we just want to thank all the fans that are there to help experience it with us because that's what makes it all worthwhile. You know, it's fun to write music and release music. and It's fun to play live, but it's really cool when you get, you know, your fans involved and you have people listening and watching. So we just want to say a big thank you to everybody. Well, I wanted to thank you for delivering a set. That was amazing. I could really feel your love for what you do in your performance at Tiki Stick. Thank you. Yeah, we definitely have a passion for it. And, you know, Tiki Stick's got a good sound system and they've got a big stage. So it's fun to come out. And, and you know, we definitely do have a passion for playing live music. And there's a lot of logistics that goes into a show and, you know, loading up all the gear and packing out and driving. So it's definitely good when you get that. 40, 45 minutes to connect with the audience. And, you know, you always hope that it comes through well. <laughs> well, I wanted to thank you, my friend, for taking time to speak with me. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, my friend. Thank you for having me on today. And I hope you have a great rest of your morning, my friend. Awesome. I will. I already drank my coffee, so I just got to get my rest of my day started. All right. You take care, my friend. Have a good day. Cheers. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a fix.